I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun. And we're doing something very, very, very different tonight. I need to set it up, and I need to set it up quickly. 23 months ago, I had just gotten nationally syndicated by a a smaller national syndication company. God love them for, for giving me a chance. Key Networks. This is before the great premiere picked me up. I was ranting and raving when the rest of the country was going nuts over COVID lockdowns. And I was saying we shouldn't do this. 15 days to slow the spread, all that. I was warning, issued a bunch of warnings about what was coming. The fellows decided to dig up a long nine-minute segment of me from 23 months ago. I want you to sit back and listen to this. We are in the middle of a pandemic. No question about it, people are dying. They're giving out these dire predictions about what's going to happen this week. I mean, I hope that doesn't come true. They seem to be really emphatic about it, though. So let's. We are in the middle of an economic destruction like I've never seen before. You know, I've been ranting about this endlessly that I think it's the dumbest, most destructive thing I've ever seen in my life, our response to this. But more. More than any of that, more than our current situation, here's what here's what worries me, and it's been on my mind. Consider what we're seeing right now in the United States of America. I want you to just take a step back and consider what we're seeing. I'm not saying it's not justified, although I, I, that is what I'm saying, but I'm saying even if you think it's justified, I want you to consider what we're seeing. What do we have right now? We have citizens informing on other citizens, and telling other people to do the same. We have drones, we'll get to this a little later, flying around New York City, issuing commands to people to social distance. We have a lady who wasn't social distancing enough. The cops locked her up and threw her in a jail cell with other people for 36 hours. We have cops breaking up a car parade where they were celebrating something with one person in each car because they were, quote, not allowed out. We have decided as a nation, federal, state, and local, that the response to a pandemic, that the appropriate response to a pandemic is to order people into their homes, is to point our fingers at a business and say, you have to close and you have to close and you're not essential. We have some places that are allowing, quote-unquote, businesses to open, but making sure they're only allowed to sell certain things. You're not allowed to buy that because the government is deemed non-essential. And where I'm going with all this is it's not only what's happening now. As you'll see, I look at everything through the lens of history. I try to take a step back on everything. My concern is... 
that just like Sulla, looking around at his army and deciding, well, why can't I go to Rome? And then every tyrant after him throughout the rest of the empire made the same decision because, well, I mean, Sulla showed you can do it. I'm, I'm Julius Caesar. I have an army. Who says I can't come back to Rome? Who's going to stop me? My concern is from now until the day they close the doors on the United States of America, which Lord willing is a thousand years from now, that the results, our response to a pandemic will be tyranny. That our response to a pandemic will be to tell every single human being that in the name of flattening the curve, you must give up every single right that makes you an American. You must give up every single thing that makes America unique. Well, yes, it's the land of the free and home of the brave, but only unless we get sick. Well, obviously, this is a country of limited government. You have rights. Those rights come from God. Unless there's a virus, then God has to sit this one out, I guess. My concern is not only what we're seeing now, although I'm very concerned about that, obviously, because it's my family and yours. My concern is we have opened up our own Pandora's box here. And that from now until the end of time, because precedent is such a strong thing and people love to just say, well, that's what we did before. The next time we get a pandemic, and we will, there's always another one. History proves it so. The next time we get a pandemic, it'll be even easier. It'll be like just reaching over and flipping off a light switch. Hey! Guess what? Rights are suspended again. We've got another pandemic. Hunker down. We're tracking the individual phones that pe- of people who went on spring break. We're attaching ankle monitors to people with coronavirus. That's happening in Kentucky. I understand that there aren't easy, great answers right now. I'm not pretending to have all of them. For the first time in history, I'm not acting like I know everything. It is a pandemic. People are dying. It is serious. Deadly serious. But one thing I do know for sure, we are crushing the economy. That's not a model. That's not a, well, you don't understand. I got my MDA and PhD from Harvard and Yale, and I put all this stuff in a computer model from Microsoft, and it said that we... No, it's not models. I'm I'm telling you right now. It's way beyond the unemployment numbers. I talk to business people all day long. I don't live, work, and worship in Washington, D.C. or New York. I talk to normal, regular people all day. People who just work for a living, business owners, all this stuff. And I'm telling you, we're destroying the economy. We are. Destroying it. And just to be clear about something, because I hear this all the time, so allow us to have just a little mini business lesson. You don't pause an economy. An economy is not a light switch. It's not your breaker box when the wife fries it again with their hair dryer. You don't just, let's just pause it like Netflix. And maybe we'll rewind a little bit. And then when we start again, we'll just fast forward. We'll just press play. That's, that's not how it works. Because not everything stops. There is a cost to operating a business. I just got a message from a buddy of mine yesterday. Works at some big fancy law firm in D.C. 
They're laying off 25% of their lawyers today. Hospitals are laying off nurses across the country. When you have a business, you think it's bad with hospitals closing, and it is. You think it's bad with restaurants closing, and it is. Do you have any idea what happens if banks start closing? Have you thought about that? So back to what I was saying in the beginning. I got distracted. That happens. Businesses keep getting costs piling up, just like this Staten Island car dealer, even if you close the doors. When you, quote, pause an economy like we have done, you slam it into a wall. You didn't pick up your little remote control and hit the pause button. You slammed it into a wall. How hard you slam it into the wall is going to determine is going to be determined by how long you have it shut down. If you pause a major Staten Island car dealer's parking lot for a week or two, he can probably be fine. Maybe a month. How long do you think he survives with $500,000 in interest every single month in revenues at zero? Oh, did I mention that's just the interest? He still has utilities. Very likely he still owes money on the land, the building. He still has insurance costs that don't just disappear. And his story is an American story right now. That story goes for big businesses. That story goes for little businesses. Those mom and pop restaurants you have. I have several around me. Look, I have one right up the road. That's what they did. They laid everybody off. They closed the doors in an attempt to hold back the inevitable. But we're not we're not facing just the ticking time bomb of a virus that may explode through society. We are facing a ticking time bomb where businesses, banks, large and small They're going to run out of money. And when they start running out of money, that creates a domino effect. He doesn't get paid back, and he doesn't get paid back, and he doesn't get paid back. And that cascades worse than any virus you've ever seen. And now it's me back live. Did I nail that one? Or did I nail that one? You want to know when all this pain and misery started? Right about here. We're asking that same sense of community to come together and stand up against this virus. And if everybody in America does what we ask for over the next 15 days, we will see a dramatic difference and we won't have to worry about the ventilators. That's when the pain began. I'm not even close to finish yet. First, before we get to that, let's talk real quickly about your kids and how they have to learn how to think. You see... They've had their schools shut down. They've had so many avenues to cut off for them. Get them some Annie's Kit Clubs. If you go to Annie's Kit Clubs, because it's National Craft Month, they have a special. Annie's Kit Club will send a box to your home every month. They're offering right now your first kit up to 100% off. And what happens is your kid gets it every single month, delivers right to your front door. Your kid, instead of staring at a screen, gets to sit down and problem solve, build a robot, build a hovercraft, do things right. 
Go to Annie'sKitClubs.com slash radio and sign your kid up today. Annie'sKitClubs.com slash radio. Hang on. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I know that was a lot. Why would I play it? Why would I play something that long? A prediction that turned out to be 100% right. Here's why I played it. It's not so actually I can do the I told you so thing. The reason I played it is this. I see so much of this today. It's Joe Biden's fault. Oh, it's Biden. Biden's inflation. Now listen, Joe Biden sucks and he's making all the inflation work worse because he's a piece of crap. But I'm sorry, we haven't even gotten to the Joe Biden portion of inflation yet. You want to know? I solicited all the calls last night. You remember. I have a bunch of emails too. Jesse, my mom's moving back home. Jesse, I had to quit my job. Jesse, I've got to come out of retirement. Jesse, I can't afford to take care of my special needs son. Jesse, this. All these people. All this pain. All this misery. Why? Why are we there? Why are we here now? Well, maybe it's because in the very beginning... We had insane losers like this step up and say, just go home for a couple of weeks. We're asking that same sense of community to come together and stand up against this virus. And if they, everybody in America does what we ask for over the next 15 days, we will see a dramatic difference and we won't have to worry about the ventilators and we won't have to worry about the ICU beds because we won't have our elderly and our people at the greatest risk having to be hospitalized. How'd that work out? That was 730 days ago. That was Dr. Burke, 730 days ago. Anyone? Anyone want to be honest about why we're here? Do you, you remember? I'm, I'm sure you remember. Remember things like this? We've been leaving it to the governors. Thank God the governors have been moving. Your governor in New York's done one hell of a job. He, I think he's, he's sort of the gold standard. Praising Cuomo for murdering 15,000 New Yorkers. Oh, don't think don't think Joe Biden was alone. There was a lot of that. David, we're sitting by for Governor Cuomo's press conference, his daily briefing. How would you contrast Cuomo and President Trump's handling of the crisis? Truth versus mendacity. Governor Cuomo um, out there day after day after day. Everything Trump isn't honest, direct, brave. Real leadership of the kind the president of the United States should have provided. Governor Cuomo is clearly living in a totally different reality the actual one than the president of the United States. Governor Cuomo has become a national leader. For a lot of people, Andrew Cuomo has become the leader of the Democratic Party. He is conveying incredible strength. You spoke to National Guard troops today in a stirring speech that, if I wasn't listening carefully, I thought you would sending soldiers off to war. This has been a remarkable show of leadership by Governor Cuomo in recent days. He's providing hope but not false hope. Governor Cuomo, no. I think, is, is, is one of the heroes on, on the front lines. With all of this adulation that you're getting for doing your job. We did this. We did this to ourselves. Now, I'm not blaming you personally. I'm sure you probably weren't in on it, but we did all this. All this pain and misery. Why was it done, too? Why? Why did this end up happening? Well, I'll tell you why. Because we live in the era of cowardice. I've said it again and again and again. We live in the era of cowardice. You know what we should have done? The second somebody suggested, stop the country, shut it down. 
You know what we should have done? Uh, Donald Trump should have called everyone in publicly. I mean, public. you can televise it. Have a meeting with all your staffers and say, okay, okay, uh, uh, Fauci, I want you to tell me again. Tell me your suggestion for what we should do. I want you to tell me in front of everyone and America. And Fauci says, oh, we should shut down the economy. And Trump should have said, you're fired. And anyone else who brings up something so stupid is fired too. Now someone else go back and bring me a real plan. So why didn't that happen? Why didn't we have leaders from a state, federal, local level step up and say, I know it's a real virus. We're going to tackle it as best we can. We're going to do the best we can do. However, we're not going to destroy America as we know it in order to tackle a virus. We will not do that. Why didn't we? Because they're all a bunch of gutless losers. That's why. Nobody has the guts. Nobody has the guts to step up and tell hard truths. Are people dying from coronavirus? Yep. Are we going to stop the economy because of it? No, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard because then we all go down with the ship. But no one will speak hard truths ever. Nobody does in this country anymore. It drives me insane. You talk about the era of cowardice. I'm looking right now. The NYPD chief are asked to join subway patrols. Fear, fear, fear in, uh, in the NYPD or fear in the New York subways. Fear here, fear there. Okay, that's fine. You're scared now? Too much crime in New York? What were you saying after St. George Floyd died? Don't, don't tell me that now. No, I don't want to hear what you're saying now. Tell me what you were saying then. When the national narrative was being formed that all the cops in this country were a bunch of racist scumbags hunting down black men for sport, what were you saying then? And this isn't even, again, I'm going after both sides tonight. This isn't a Democrat or Republican thing. Old St. Tim Scott was out there too. We need federal police reform. I got pulled over for speeding. The era of cowardice. Gutless losers who run this country into the ground. And they're swayed by the mob. Oh, well, we had to lock down the country. Suburban soccer moms are scared. Who gives a crap how scared suburban soccer moms are? They're scared when the essential oils show up 15 minutes late. We're not running a country based on what suburban soccer moms are scared of. Tell them to sit down and pipe down. I'm tired of the skittish losers running the country. Spineless idiots. And now, why am I so mad? You should see this stack of emails in front of me of people getting slaughtered. You saw the call. You heard the calls last night on the show. I can't afford food. I can't afford this. I can't afford that. Jesse, we've had to change. Jesse, we're moving. I've had to sell everything I own. Email after email after email. And this did not happen. This was done. This was done by people. People with names. This didn't happen to America. This was done to America. You're mad at the pump? You're looking at gas prices? Somebody did that. People with names. You're mad about beef, chicken, the cost of everything in your life going up. You're mad you have to come out of retirement. You're mad you have to work a second job. You're mad you can't afford this medication. Fine. You have every right to be mad. Be mad, but you better understand it didn't happen. It was done. Done by people with names. Let us remember them. Hang on. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. 
Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Look, I'm gonna, I'm going to calm myself down. I bet I see so many people. Everybody's Johnny come lately now. Oh, I'm mad about inflation. I'm mad about gas prices. Oh, I'm mad about crime. Mad about this. Don't tell me where you are now. Everyone's mad about crime. Everyone's mad about gas prices. Everyone's mad about inflation. I don't want to hear where you are now. I want to hear about where you were when that problem was caused. If I take my son, he's 13 years old, and I take him out tonight after the show, and I teach him how to drive, and I teach him don't ever use your blinker, don't look in the rear view mirror, drive as fast as you want to drive, stop signs are optional, and then a couple years from now, he goes out and gets a driver's license and gets in an eight-car pileup and kills five people, is it his fault or is it my fault? I mean, look, here is a great example of it today. This is the NYPD commissioner, uh, commissioner, Keechant Sewell. So tell us, crime here in New York City, number one topic. I know you're working together with Mayor Adams. How are you going to lower crime here? Well, you know, it took a lot to get us here. The pandemic was a factor, and we're actually climbing out of that, as everybody knows, and we're glad to see it. The courts were terribly affected by that as well. Um, they were arraigning people. We were arresting, but uh, they had trouble during COVID getting grand juries to sit and getting regular juries to sit for trials, and they're still kind of struggling with that. We made actually 4,500 gun arrests last year, but over 80% of those suspects with open gun cases are still out walking around right now, and only 100 of those cases went to trial or a plea. Oh, it's all the guns' fault. And that's funny. Oh, you're having trouble now? Oh, are there too many, are there too many criminals out on the streets? What's your name again? Keechant Sewell. Let me just do a little check here. Oh, wow, that is you. I see you getting sworn in as NYPD commissioner in front of a mural. There are a bunch of people on that mural. Hang on, let me check. Oh, yeah, a bunch of anti-cops, in some cases, cop killers. That's the mural you got sworn in front of. No one wants to own anything now. Nobody does. Nobody wants to own where we are as a country. It, it, it drives me up the wall. I sought, uh, I've got a good friend of mine, Libby Emmons, coming on here for too long. She's going to come on, I think, about 45 minutes from now. Because she wrote an article about the, the Penn swim team. You know, the women. And they've had the trans guy who's dominating women swimming, obviously, because men are bigger, stronger, and faster than women. He's got bigger shoulders, more muscle mass, more lung capacity. That's how God made us. Men are bigger, stronger, faster than women. Decided he wants to be a woman. Now he's dominating women's swimming. And Libby Emmons just wrote an article where the mother of one of the girls on the team, she came out and spoke, but none of the girls on the team, the mother even talks about it, none of the girls on the team will come out and speak because they're scared. Talk about the era of cowardice. We watched them destroy an economy. And our leaders didn't say anything. We watched them create crime waves of murder, not just in New York, across the country. And our leaders not only didn't say anything, they encouraged it. Those women on that swim team, they're watching the beginning of the end of women's sports. This will be the end of women's sports. And they're too scared of backlash to say anything. 
I, what if my friends are mean to me? What, what if, what if someone puts something mean on my Instagram? Gotta take a selfie. The era of cowardice. Nobody wants to take a stand when it's time to take a stand. Oh, country has a virus? Man, that's scary. Let's dig in. Rely on the medical community. No, we're not going to crush anyone's business. We're not going to destroy kids. We're not going to put stupid masks on everyone's face for two years. No, we're not going to wreck the mental health of a nation, destroy the dollar, and plunge the nation into a debt crisis. That would be absurd. That would be absurd. Where's that leader at? Nowhere. You can't find him anywhere. Oh, there's a bad incident in Minneapolis? That sounds like a bad incident in Minneapolis. No, we're not going to create a federal campaign about why white people are the devil and cops are evil. That would be an absurd overreaction to it, and it would destroy the country. Where's that leader at? Nowhere. They're all hiding under their desks. Trump himself wouldn't mention Black Lives Matter for months after the riots started. Months. It was all Antifa. And every Republican loser was right there with him. Well, I mean, I don't, uh, I'm Mr. Black people. It's just Antifa. Don't want to look like a racist. Right now, transsexuals are destroying women's sports. The women on the team who are watching all their records shattered and who have no chance in a meet won't put their names on something. A transsexual just won woman of the year, according to, was it USA Today, I believe it was, Chris? USA Today's Woman of the Year. Nobody wants to say anything. The era of cowardice. No one wants to have uncomfortable conversations about anything at all. I hate it. I hate it. We all, on the left and the right, we all want to have these nice, easy, cushy conversations at all times. Uh, uh, Joe Biden sucks. Yes, Joe Biden sucks. I promise you the rot goes way deeper than this doddering old fool in the White House. So we established a new civil rights, a new civil rights cause of action for those whose intimate images were shared on the public screen. How many times have you heard? I bet everybody knows somebody somewhere along the line that in an intimate relationship, what happened was the guy takes a revealing picture of his naked friend or whatever in a compromising position. <laughs> and then, literally, in a sense, blackmails or, or, or mortifies that person. Send it out. Put it online. Gosh, we are in so much trouble. Nobody, we, we understand. Look, we understand full well the game of the communists is to destroy the country. It is to burn this country to ash. What, again, what's that Mao Zedong quote? There is no construction without destruction. Their goal is to destroy everything. Well, that's fine. What about the people who are supposed to be standing up for us? What are their goals? Where are they? I, I, I can't, I mean, I can't take these emails anymore. People are just getting wrecked. Where are the people supposed to stand up for us? Look, we know the evil people are trying to wreck us. They're out there saying it on camera. I mean, as you can imagine and as you have heard, there is a lot of conversation that is happening right now in, in saying that this crisis in, uh, in Europe and the reduction of supply of uh, natural gas and oil from Russia creates a moment that we should be acting. I mean, we heard President Zelensky. We do not want to see uh, any country that is held hostage to Vladimir Putin 
and this is a moment for Congress to be able to act. There can be a compromise. There can be movement on this. And, you know, I mean, what the forum is and who sponsors are and all of that, that's a, that's a conversation that's happening. But the bottom line is this is a moment to have this happen. It's an urgent moment. They're excited about gas prices. We know they're trying to wreck us. Okay, let's set them aside. What about the people who are supposed to be on our side? What about the people who are supposed to be fighting for us? Are they? Or are they worried about somebody yelling at them? Oh, what if I get what if I get a bad article in the New York Times? Screw the New York Times. You should want a bad article about you in the New York Times. I hope they put a hit piece up about me tomorrow. I'll read the whole thing cover to cover on my show. That's the goal. What happened? What happened? Where, where did our leaders go? Nothing but a bunch of gutless cowards. And now, normal people, people like you are getting slaughtered. Truckers can't afford to even fill up the truck. Having to jack prices through the roof. Having to go back to people and say prices are going through the roof. People are rejecting that. We are witnessing the beginning of wholesale destruction of this society. And it didn't just happen. And it didn't happen because of Joe Biden. Yes, he contributed to it. You want to you wanna know when it happened? This is when it happened. We're asking that same sense of community to come together and stand up against this virus. And if they, everybody in America does what we ask for over the next 15 days, we will see a dramatic difference. And we won't have to worry about the ventilators. And we won't have to worry about the ICU beds. Because we won't have our elderly and our people at the greatest risk having to be hospitalized. Want to know when it happened? When 15 days to slow the spread began 730 days ago and nobody stepped in to say this is insanity and stopped it. Gutless. All of them. Well, now we got inflation. And I'm sure you saw today. It's not exactly news. Federal Reserve approves its first interest rate hike. There are six more to come this year alone. They're already predicting at least three next year. Please, Call Oxford Gold Group and get some gold delivered to your front door. Whatever you can do. I'm not asking you to put yourself in the bind in a bind. I never would. But call 833-995-GOLD and get Oxford to deliver gold to your front door. Tell them Jesse told you to call. They will take good care of you. They always do. 833-995-GOLD. Tell them Jesse told you to call. Get something of tangible value these idiots can't wreck with their idiocy and and stupidity. 833-995-GOLD, Oxford Gold Group. Fighting for your freedom every day. USA! USA! The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I, I don't no insult to that song. I always thought it was about drugs. Doesn't it come off like oh, it's totally about drugs, right? That's a good point, Chris. They're all about drugs. What is it with rock and roll stars and drugs? All right, whatever. Hey, look, something real quick here before I get back to everything else. I know you want to give back. The people who can right now, they want to give back. I know. I, I, God bless you. I, I have an email inbox full of people who want to give back. We're obviously going to work on, on ways we can do that better. We've tried it before, and it went up in flames because I don't have a charity set up. And if I take in money and try to give money, 
then we have to tax people into the ground for it's really really bad so what we're having to do we're having to set up something separate but it's not set up yet but there are good organizations out there that are helping people all right tunnel to towers foundation you know they started in the wake of 9-11 having lost family in 9-11 tunnel to towers foundation they're actually one of the good ones your money goes exactly where you want it to go. Paying off mortgages for Gold Star Moms. Helping catastrophically injured veterans. Helping homeless veterans. You want to actually give back. If you're looking for a way to do that right now, go to T, the number two, T.org. They ask for 11 bucks a month. Just sign up. You'll never know it's gone. 11 bucks a month. T2T.org. All right? Look, I'm sorry for getting so upset. You know, I don't like to get upset and I don't yell and scream that often. But I can't stand, I can't stand people ignoring the root causes of problems. And I'll tell you what really grades on me, and this genuinely does. It grades on me a lot. I I had a guy, I'm not gonna name him, I had a guy in the Trump White House, right next to Trump. And when I went off, well, on day one of 15 days to slow the spread, and I went off, not only on my radio show, on social media everywhere, I went off about what a disaster this was and where it was going to go. And I warned about inflation and drug use and mental health and the kids. And and I warned about all of it. It's not that I was screaming into the void. I was sent a picture of the things I was saying sitting on the desk in the Oval Office. I wasn't the only one either. There weren't many of us, but there were four, five, maybe six of us in the country saying it. And they were getting put in front of all the powers that be. And we all got ignored in favor of Dr. Fauci. You have any idea how frustrating it is to have seen this coming and try to save as many people as possible and just get completely dismissed as some uncaring monster and now to watch all the pain come and not be able to do anything about it? I hate not being able to do anything about this. I mean, not much. It drives me crazy. All these people hurting out there from coast to coast just hurting. These stories are awful. And it all could have been avoided. You don't stop your economy ever. It's not that you don't stop one for a virus. You don't stop one ever. It's your lifeblood. It's your everything. We pointed at ours and said stop on purpose. And then we started printing trillions of dollars and chucking it at the economy. And now runaway inflation is murdering people. And everyone, everyone doesn't, oh, I don't know. Maybe it's Putin's fault. It's definitely Putin. Get serious. Vladimir Putin ain't the one responsible for all this. Our own politicians are. Hey, G- hey, Oracle, Shogun, Menu Whisperer. I listen to the podcast. I'm always a day behind. Oh, that reminds me. You can listen to the podcast on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, leave a five-star rating in a review talking about how handsome I am. Anyway, he keeps going. I've come to realize that you, my friend, have a gift, one that only one other has had, to my knowledge, the great rush. Oh, wow. You're able to listen to the filth spewing from the mouth of all the communists and are able to interpret it into a language that I, a community college dropout trucker, can understand. So you may want to add the title of Herp to your resume. Keep giving us the gift you've been given. Brilliance like yours is needed to be given to all of us. All right, now hold on one second. Says I can use his name. His name is Sean. I don't have any brilliance. All right, I hear stuff like that, and I don't have. There's no brilliance in what I do. I, I appreciate it, and I'm glad people like the show. 
it's not brilliant that I'm speaking plainly to normal people. Man, that's what I am. I grew up in a construction family. I grew up on the Ohio River in a construction family. We moved to Montana when I was 10. I spent my childhood hunting and fishing. I got a frozen pizza for Christmas one year. I've been a Marine. I washed dishes. You know, I've been out of work before. I've had to sell RVs very recently. I'm like three years removed from that. I've had to sell RVs to make ends meet. It's good living, by the way. But I mean, I don't speak plainly because I'm trying to dumb it down for you. Man, I'm right there where you are. There's nothing brilliant about what I do. In my opinion, it's not. I say the things that I think. The only thing that comes off as brilliant to people and it's not is I, I don't hold back and I have tough conversations like the one we had last night about the tensions between the Asian community and black community. Can't imagine how many people reached out and thanked me for having it. Anyone can have that conversation. You just have to be willing to ignore all the blowback you're going to get. And people aren't, and it drives me crazy. I recently had a, a, a little dinner. This is, I would say, a couple months ago. I had a little dinner with a couple guys in radio and TV. And there, were, there was, I think there was about 10 of us there. And I had one of them pull me aside. And he asked me, he said, hey, man, have you ever caught any, any real hard blowback for what you do? And I looked at him a little bit confused, and I thought, what do you mean? And he said, well, blowback, like real hard blowback. And I said, no, I, I, want you to, I want you to tell me what you mean. What do you mean? People mad at me on social media? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess a little bit of that. Why would I care about people mad at me on social media? I said, are you asking about uh, emails or something? He's like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, we get hate mail every day. Why would I give a crap? We read it on the air. I love it. We sit around and laugh about it. Oh, well, what about, what, what about management? Uh, nope, nobody at Premier has ever once called me and told me what I can or can't say. They could not possibly be more helpful and supportive of the show. In fact, they give us more than everything we need. But I, I bring that up because that is the mentality of even people on our side, not just our politicians, our own pundits too. Well, I don't, I don't, want, I don't want people to call me names. You don't want people to call you names? Brother, if they're not calling you names, you're not accomplishing anything, nothing. If you're not getting absolute hatred poured on you by these communist scumbags who are tearing the country apart, if they don't despise you, you're worthless. You're completely useless to anything. You had better be catching heat. You had better be catching flack. There's nothing at all brilliant about what I do. Anyone can do it. Absolutely anybody. I speak plainly because I'm plain. I speak the language of common people because that's what I am. I'm not ashamed of it either. No, I didn't go to Harvard. No, I don't have a degree. Not even an associate's degree. I had to drop algebra like four times in community college. I speak like you because I am like you. It is what it is. That drives me crazy. All right, now remember... 30 minutes from now, Libby Evans is going to come on. She's going to talk to us about this mother and the swim team. And look, I'm going to ask Libby. I'm just going to ask her, why is no one speaking out? Why? What are we going to do about this? Hang on for that. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.